like he said. That song, him, and I was just vibing to it. And the things that he was saying in the song was so true. And so, you know, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. And so I just want to encourage each and everybody that the Lord knows the times and the seasons, but also the Lord has prepared us and he is preparing us for each unfolding season. But it's very important that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. So we give honor to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to Elder Rush, Elder Ford, Minister Davis, Elder Simmons, God bless you in your respective places, to the deacons, the mothers, to everyone who is here within the house of God, thank you, it's a beautiful day, God bless you, God bless you. Also, I want to give a special shout out to my family, to my, my lovely wife, and to my children. I thank them for their prayers. Every time before I walk out the door, they always are praying. They run and they make sure they pray for protection. Because sometimes you just kind of, it gets normalized for us to just go through a routine. And I don't take that for granted. I, I thank them for their prayers. And so today I want to get right into this with you because... This is a very serious message, and one of the things that God does, he warns us. God is very consistent in warning us about things to come before he actually brings the judgment of the thing. All right, so the topic of this is counting the cost, counting the cost. Everybody take a look at our famous scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I'm going to give everybody a chance to get the Second Chronicles chapter 7, and we're going to start reading at verse 12, and of course we'll end, we will stop at verse 14, but I want to start with this scripture because truly we are seeing death run in the land, and that's nothing to take light of. It is, uh, it's been really tough. Lost a lot of close people to me just yesterday. Um, I lost a dear friend. Um, one who loved the gospel, one who preached, one who was a pastor, Pastor Mark Mayhew. And it's, it's very difficult because it seems like death is coming so fast you don't really get a chance. You know, I, I hate to say back in the day, but back in the day it wasn't really that long where we would have one death and we have time to process it and grieve through it. But now it's kind of like boom, 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 boom. And, and it, you, you're trying to catch your breath. And it's hard. And I know it's hard, so my heart breaks for everyone who has lost someone in this season. And we know that God does not, God does not make a mistake. But as it pertains to this nation in particular, United States, and globally, this scripture is so very true. Verse number 12, 2 Chronicles verse, chapter 7, verse 12, it says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. And have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. We know that Solomon was the what? The wisest man. And we know that God asked Solomon, what do you desire? He says, I desire wisdom that I might rule your people. God says, you chose a great thing. So not only will I give you the wisdom to rule, but I'll give you the riches also. Because Solomon didn't ask for the riches first. He asked for wisdom. So the Lord heard a righteous man in this place. And this is what the Lord said. And I want you to pay very, very close attention. 
because we, we read through things very, very fast. And God is still speaking through these same scriptures. It says this, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land. Look at, look, look at what God is saying, y'all. He's saying, if I shut up heaven, that there be no what? Rain. Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, but watch this one. Or if I send pestilence among my people. What's a pestilence? A disease. Listen very closely. If I send, God said, if I send the pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive what? Their sin and will heal their land. So, so what he is saying here is this. If he sends a pestilence among his people, if the people who are called by his name, that are the, that's the house of God, shall humble themselves. He's talking to us. He's saying we've strayed away from his ways. We strayed from his paths. If we humble ourselves and pray, communicate with God, seek his face, but most of all, we have to turn from our wicked ways. Wicked ways is not just witchcraft. It's not just astrology. Wicked ways is anything, anything, any character action that that's opposite of the nature and the character of God in you. That's a wicked way. And he says, then will I hear from heaven and will what? Forgive their sin. Who sins? The house of God. Because judgment begins in the house of God. It first comes to the house of God. Why? Because the house of God is called to be, is called to set the standard of Christ in the earth. God desires to be seen through his sons. He, or that's the way he created it. That's the way he wants it. That's the way he's going to have it. And you can do one of two things. This day have I set before you blessing and curses. Life and death, whichever decision you make, you must deal with the consequences of that decision. So I ask you to choose life. And what death simply is, death is kind of multi-defined, but death is being separated from God. That's why the Bible says you can be dead but yet still living. Because death is simply separated from God. That's a, that's a condition of death. Death of the flesh, you're not really a fleshly being. You're a spirit being. So you're, for, to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. Right, yeah. So we got to put death. But we're called to choose life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All right, so now everybody, let's get, get right into this. I know y'all thought that was, no, that's not it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 5. 
So, he, so the wisest man who prays to God, the righteous man, he talks to his heavenly father and he says, if I do these things, the people need to be humbled. Israel had a habit of always constantly going back wayward ways. And God said, okay, I'm going to give you the consequences of your actions. That's why they ended up under the abusive regimes of Egypt, the abusive regimes of Babylon. But one thing God never did, he never forgot about his people. But yet he urged them and called them to repentance. So I ask you today to count the cost of what we're going to hear. The Bible says in verse number five of Proverbs chapter four, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. So there's an urgency to get wisdom, get understanding. How do we get wisdom? We simply ask God. James chapter one, verse three told us what? God, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God and God gives to all men. Boy, you know what? Dickie gave, this is the, let me tell you something. When I read that passage, you know the word that stuck out to me in that? It's the word all men. So guess what? You could be a wayward person and you need wisdom from God if you humble yourself, seek his face, turn from your wicked way and ask God unwavering in your faith for wisdom, he will give it to you. He says he'll give wisdom to all men. But it says in verse 6, forsake her not. She shall what? Preserve thee. Love her as she shall what? Keep thee. I talked to you many times before in Job chapter 29 where it says that there is a path that demons cannot walk on. And the picture of demons was a picture of predatory animals or unclean birds, uh, hyenas and, and certain type of lions and predatory birds were demons. But it said they could not walk on that path. It says man would look high and low. He would search the depths of the sea. He would seek the highest mountains. He'll build uh, rivers through mountains. That's the scientific method. That's man seeking his own way, trying to find the path of wisdom and understanding. But Job got something extra in that passage where God said this, death and destruction have heard of it, but don't know the way. And if you walk in wisdom and understanding, Death and destruction, and the word destruction is also the same word as pestilence. Death and destruction does not know the path. That is why Jesus, when he walked in his earthly ministry, nothing hindered him. He walked in a path of wisdom and understanding. But this is how important wisdom is. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what precious wisdom is. Wisdom shows you the end of a matter from the very beginning. I'm going to say it slowly again. Wisdom shows you the end of a matter from the very beginning. In other words, before you even make that decision, 
God will show you the end of the matter. <laughs> he'll show you, he'll take you into the future. He will show you the consequence of what you're about to do before you do it. But most of all, he shows you who it impacts. I ask you today, count the cost of what you're hearing. Wisdom is to be exalted, verse 8. Exalt her and she shall promote you. She shall bring thee to honor when thou doubt embrace her. Listen to me. Remember when Joseph, he was sent in the prison. His brothers sent him into slavery. He was in prison. He was down there with the two men. And Pharaoh was having dreams. And Joseph told the baker and told the other guy, hey, when you go to Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh about me. God said, uh-uh. No one will get the credit for who I've created you to be. And at the age of 30, that's a magical number, it's an age of maturity. The age of 30, Joseph then was called to Pharaoh. Pharaoh clearly had disturbing dreams of a famine that was going to hit his land and destroy his nation. He didn't know it, but, but then he called for Joseph. Listen to me. Joseph comes up, he's humble, he's honorable to a man that was holding him in slavery. He was still yet honorable. Pharaoh said, can you interpret the dream? God gives Joseph the wisdom. At that point, he tells him there'll be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. This is what's to come. At that point, Pharaoh had to make a decision because he was the leader of that nation. Pharaoh humbled himself to the wisdom of God and said, do at Joseph's command. He said, I will make Joseph second in command. And because they heeded the wisdom of God, a wayward nation was saved. Under the wisdom of God. Now, see, God was never going to allow Pharaoh to promote him to number one. Because, let me tell you something, we can get into these political offices all we want, but that is not the highest point in the world. The highest point in the earth is the kingdom of God. That's why God will not allow you to get to the highest point and make you think that you've arrived. Your highest position is the kingdom of God. And guess what? You're ambassadors of that kingdom. Oh, hear the word of the Lord. Look what it says. And, and, and so it promoted Joseph to second in command. And Joseph served. And people flourished under the wisdom of God. There was a young man named Daniel who was in Babylon because he was honorable and stayed connected to God. At the appointed time, he would be given a revelation of what would happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. He would give him a revelation of what would happen to his kingdom and also give a revelation of what would happen in the time to come. Daniel continued to stay with God and he was promoted. Nebuchadnezzar made 
some very unwise decision in the face of what was told to him to be the truth. And because of that, he, the, 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 uh, the vision that, God, that Daniel gave him came true. He lost his kingdom. Everything broke down. He was, in, he was eating grass. He had gone crazy. And all of this stuff that had happened. But it's because Nebuchadnezzar did not stay with the wisdom of God. He shall give thy head an ornament of grace. Grace is power and authority. Wisdom will give you grace. Being humble gives you access to grace. But it says, a crown of glory shall she deliver. Hear, O my son, receive my sayings. And the, ye and the years of thy life shall be many. Do y'all see that? All that he's been talking about is wisdom and understanding. He says, if you hold on to her, your life, your years of thy life shall be many. It says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, led thee in the right path. Watch this. When thou goest, thy step shall not be straightened. That is not, that definition of straightened is not like a straight path because we're called to walk the straight path. It means it, not shall, be, it shall not be hindered. Oh, yeah. That's why Jesus' steps weren't unhindered. They went unhindered because what? He was walking in wisdom and understanding. So he says, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Now, this past week, we had, a, we, first of all, we lost two children in Tallahassee to COVID-19. We're losing people every day. God touched us and he has prepared us for this. The question is, are we listening? And are we heeding the wisdom? See, this season is about extreme discipline, selflessness, submission, humility. God is judging and we must Hear it. And he says, humble yourself. Of course, we know our school, and I, now I'm taking it to a local level, our school superintendent, after the death of that young, young child, come out and institutes a mask mandate for our children in our schools from K through 8. Ultimately, they have a school board meeting. You see the politics that is destroying not just our communities, but it's putting children at risk. So then a judge overturns the governor's mass mandate saying that the local government cannot hinder them from putting mass mandates in school. Okay, now, here we are. I say this without reservation because I love each and every one of you, and I believe God is warning us. This week, and I would say the next two weeks, we all must make a choice of what's important to us. And this is why I say that. We see COVID-19 ravaging the land. We see what it's doing to people, vaccinated and unvaccinated. We see it. 
We know wisdom concerning this situation. But yet, there's a football game that's going to be played in one week in Miami, Florida, where the COVID cases are through the roof. There's a football game that's going to be played in Tallahassee, Florida around the same time. COVID cases through the roof. My colleagues in the hospital, they're telling you, no, don't do this. People who live and walk this thing every day, who God has given them wisdom in how to handle it. We have shut them off. When you say you don't trust the government, what you've actually also said is that I don't trust anybody in the medical community. This is why so many have turned to social media and unwise people concerning this, and this is why death is running loose in the land. So now that the governor's mask mandate is gone, you still have a choice. You know the consequences. Does wisdom tell you to go to that football game where there's 60,000 people unmasked? What does wisdom tell you? Why? Because do you consider for your pleasure that when you come back home, it will impact the lives of your wife your husband, your children, your co-workers, the teachers, the bus drivers, everybody. That's the problem. We have never learned that our decisions impact others. Wisdom takes that into account. We've got to become untemporal. We got to put down these temporary pleasures. It's killing people. And when we don't walk in wisdom and understanding and we break the hedge, the Bible says the snake will bite you. My my brothers and my sisters, I take no pleasure in this as relates in the natural. But I love you too much not to tell you this day. If God tells you don't do it, don't do it. He's already told you the consequence. And let me tell you why. The Bible says this. For the love of money Uh is the root of all evil. Why are we trying to play football games with maxed out stadiums? It's for the love of money. Who's going to take care of your children? How many kids must die? Because for a temporary situation, a two-hour football game that you could watch in the safety and the confines of your own home. No, I got to go to Miami. I got to go downtown to downtown get down. And the medical community is begging you. See, then, let me tell you this. See, then it's not on the governor. It's on you. 
It's always been on us because God has told us. He's warned us. We're exercising wisdom right now as we're doing this, this gathering through Zoom. Why? Because we love one another. We say we love our teachers. We say we love our loved ones. But we do reckless behavior that is selfish and put them in risk. Yeah, this is real. I don't care whose toes are getting stepped on. I'm praying it keeps you on this earth for you to fulfill God's will. I am tired. And I know all of you are tired. Of death. But I warn you and I tell you, it does not get better if you stay unconnected to wisdom. So I'm asking each and every one of you count the cost. I'm not asking you to live in fear. That is not what I'm saying. I'm asking you to be disciplined and walk in wisdom. Here's how I say it. Verse number, Proverbs 3, verse 7. Be not wise in thy own eyes. God, I'm just going to go down here to Miami. I'm just going to have a good time. You know, God will protect me. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people who will tell you, I wish I had done differently. But it says, fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and the departure from evil is understanding. It, oh, my Lord, look at this. Verse 8. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. What does wisdom do then? It's health to thy navel. Everybody knows that when you're born, you're connected by your navel. That's how you receive your what? Your nutrients. Wisdom will build you up. Marrow helps strengthen the bones, the structure that, that your body is in. Okay? Verse 13. Happy is the man that finds wisdom, and that man getteth understanding. Listen to me. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof of fine gold. Wisdom is more precious than silver or gold. We sang that song, but we better hold on to it. She is more precious than rubies and all the things that thou can desire and not to be compared unto her. Watch verse 16. Length of days is in her right hand. The right hand is the ability, the power. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are of what? Peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retains her. Verse 21, my son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be what? Life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shall thy walk in the way 
safely. See, he's not hindering. He said, if you walk in wisdom and understanding, you walk safely and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Told you it's not a message of fear. It's a message of wisdom. Yea, thou shalt lie down and thou shalt sleep. Ooh, boy, look at here. And thy sleep shall be sweet. Count the cost, New Zion. Count the cost. It's time, y'all. This is a season of discipline. It's a season of selflessness. You know right from wrong. Every decision you make is not about you. Every decision you make in life impacts somebody else. And if you consult the wisdom of God, he'll show you how. So I urge each and every one of you today, get wisdom, get understanding. For in her, in the right hand, is your length of days. And I ask for each and every one of you to continue to pray for our teachers, our parents, family members, as, as we said, bus drivers, everyone who's dealing with this. Pray for those people who are working in the hospital right now. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just working in a local pharmacy, and I, I get down. I get down. It's tiring. But guess what? We do it because we love people. And because God loves people, we do not get weary in well-doing. So I love each and every one of y'all. Please, please, please hear the word of the Lord. If he's telling you not to do something, don't do it. But don't live in fear. Live in the wisdom of God. God bless you. The, the doors of the church are now open. The safest place you can be is in Christ. Jesus came and is calling you to being reconciled to God, to learn of his ways, which be in Christ. I urge each and every person, if you have not heard the call, come. The Lord is calling you today to come into his body, to be reconciled to him. There you'll find family, you'll find power, you'll find grace, happiness, peace, and joy. You'll find it in the body of Christ. Because there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God bless you.